my boob itches. So does mine. <gasps> oh my god. My, my left boob. <gasps> it's my left boob. Oh. Wonder if it's Dionysus. <laughs> He's tickling our titties. <laughs> Welcome to Shit My Soul Says, a podcast about all things woo. I'm Jillian. And I'm Rosalie. And we are obsessed with anything having to do with alternative spirituality. And we want to share our obsession with you. Because woo is fun, but it's more fun with friends. I'm a reincarnation coach and energy worker. And I'm a practicing witch. So we've been around the woo block a time or two. Mm Mm-hmm. Each episode, we will be digging into a different topic, from tarot to third eyes to energy healing. We'll share our personal experiences and offer you practical advice for your own practice. So whether you're new to all of this or queen of the pagans, that's me, (laughs) everybody is welcome. No witch card needed. This is inclusive woo. We just want to laugh with you, learn with you, and talk about some woo shit with you. So let's do that. Let's talk about Shit My Soul Says. All right, Jillian. It's time for the weekly woo. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you tell our listeners what the weekly woo is? Oh, yes. The weekly woo is the time in our podcast where we talk about something woo that we got up to this past week or that happened to us or that slapped us across the face, whatever it might be. Um, yeah, it's just something that connects us to the universe, as we like to say. <laughs> Rosalie, what is your weekly woo? You know, it's funny because all day I've been like, I haven't had anything woo happen. Nothing woo is going on. Oh. And then... <laughs> I saw something that triggered a memory, and I was like, oh, yeah, that was really fucking woo. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. It's just like so much a part of us. Sometimes we can't even see it. Yeah. So, you know, my dad and I do not get along. Yeah. Um, In particular, I don't like him for many different reasons. Mm. And my mom has always been bugging me. She's always like, oh, don't forget, it's Father's Day. It's your dad's birthday. Don't forget to call him. And I'm like, I'm not calling him because I literally could not remember the last time that he had reached out to me. Yeah, it's a two-way street. It is a two-way street. And I was like, you know what? Like, this is just not I don't feel any obligation to reach out to him right now. And I told my mom that. I was like, he hasn't reached out to me. He can pick up the phone if he wants to talk to me. Yeah. And then out of the blue, I got a little package in the mail. Inside was a little USB drive and a handwritten note from my father. Oh. It was like, oh, here's some piano music that you might enjoy. Oh. Right? (laughs) That's hilarious, too, that he had to send it to you on a USB drive. Right. I mean, he is 80-something. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. (laughs) He probably still thinks that's, like, super high tech. That's modern. And I'm like, I have to find a dongle to put this in my computer. (laughs) But, you know, so I was kind of sitting there thinking, huh, what's going on? And I was like, I'm just going to not think about this. And I open up Instagram. And the first thing that I see on Instagram is this account that I follow called, I think, Witchy Moms had a card pulled That was like, hey, this is what the energy of the universe wants to tell you today. And it was called Mending Mm. was the card. And she copied verbatim the description in the book. And Mm. it was like, basically, you should really focus on mending relationships Mm. and other things in your life that aren't in a good place because those broken relationships are just weighing you down. Yeah, absolutely. Keeping you from getting to that next level. And I was like, well, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I know what I have to do. Yeah. Uh, And so I had a conversation with my dad and it was typical conversation with my dad, but it was fine. Uh, But it was just so for me, just having that card pop up. Right at that moment where I was like, whoa, okay, universe, I get it. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. The universe really spoke to you. It did. I love that. Thank you. What was your weekly woo? Well, my weekly woo is work-related. So uh, as you know, I started a new job. 
And I'm working on this spreadsheet. And if you know <laughs> anything about me, you know, like, I love me a good spreadsheet. <laughs> and I am creating this report and I am getting in it with this formula. I mean, I am like... V lookups and if statements and and statements and or statements and if error statements, like it's this massive formula I'm putting in this one cell because I want to make like this really fancy spreadsheet uh-huh. that does like all these magical things. And it isn't and it isn't working. And like oh, no. and I had been working on this like it's like seven o'clock at night and I'm tired, but I won't quit because I need <laughs> to figure out. But it gets to the point where I'm just like putting parentheses in places <laughs> just to see if it would magically work. <laughs> It didn't. So, but I was like, I am determined. I am determined to finish this tonight. So I was like, okay, peeps. I called out to my peeps. I said to the universe, I'm like, I know you got some smart people on the other side that can hand me, (laughs) that can help me. I know you have some like mathematicians that can just be like, this is easy as pie. Just do this and this and this. Like, I'm like, I give up. I need you to help me. I need Mm -hmm. you to help me fix this. And it was like, because like my brain was cooked right by that point and it was amazing because it literally was like i was inspired to go to this cell and look at something else on it and then i was inspired to go and look at this and this and like i heard voices in my head too because you know (laughs) i hear my voices and they were like you've got a beautiful formula here let's just take it piece by piece Mm. and i managed to get it fixed and i thought like a fucking god at the end of it (laughs) i was like i did this amazing formula Um, And of course, gave a huge thank you, a huge thank you to people, the people that helped me on the other side. And that's why, again, I say it all the time in these episodes, like, ask for help. I really need to start doing that. It's amazing. Because the thing is, is the universe has to respect your autonomy. Just like, you know, you know, I'm not going to just jump in and start doing things for you because you'd be like, get off my jock. But (laughs) is that what I would say? No, that's not what you would say. That's what came out of my mouth. <laughs> um, so I'm sticking with it. But yeah, so you have to ask for help because otherwise you're not going to be able to do anything on your own. So anyway. Well. <laughs> hopefully that's a message for somebody out there. Ask for some friggin' help. Yes. Well, it's a good message for me. Yeah. If nobody else in the entire world who listens to this, oh, well, it's good for me. I like it. I'm glad I gave it to you. So that's my weekly woo. Awesome. Okay, (laughs) let's move on to our topic today. Do it. We are going to be talking about auras. Auras. We're both kind of doing sort of like a like a shimmery woo dance. Shimmery aura dance. Oh, it's the shimmery aura dance. Aura dance. Oh, Oh, I can feel my aura like shifting. Your aura's dancing. (laughs) I think I can see your aura, or maybe it's just David Bowie's picture behind you. Or it's my (laughs) rotating color lamp. Yes. <laughs> I will say though, in like doing a little bit of research for this, I found out that the word aura is Greek and okay. it originated as like wind or air. Oh. I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. I had no idea. Nor did I. Which I love etymology. I'm a super nerd, so I can't believe mm. I didn't even look it up. <laughs> it just it just happened. It just came to me. <laughs> So I guess we should probably explain what auras are so that our listeners who aren't necessarily aware will know. I like it. Rosalie, how would you define an aura? This is like the really basic description. Mm -hmm. Your aura is this almost like a bubble of energy surrounding your physical body. Yes. And... Typically, it can be different colors. Some people can see those colors. Most people don't see those colors. And we'll dig into that. Yeah. What did I miss? The way that I also think about auras, at least, is that it's kind of an extension of your body. Like your physical body is your your slow energy self that's slow enough that you can feel it. Mm -hmm. And then your aura is kind of like your faster moving energy body 
Um, so it's an extension of yourself and it interacts with your physical body. And we'll get yeah. into all of that. But you wanted to keep it to the simple version and I took it up to the intermediate version. I mean, that's fine. We could just go into the expert version right now if you wanted to. <laughs> but <laughs> Let's ease on into that. <laughs> Sounds good. Yes. So do you recall when you first started learning about auras? You know, I don't know when I first learned about them specifically, but I do know that when I was in college, I started wanting to see them. Mm. You know, it was it got to be one of those things where I was like, oh, auras, like what color is your aura today? You know, with my witchy friends. And so I read in some book and I could not tell you what it was because I read so many books and In this one book, it was like, okay, well, if you want to see somebody's aura, you should look at them in front of a blank white Mm -hmm, wall. mm -hmm. That's the trick. That's the trick. (laughs) And that you'll be you'll be able to see like an outline around them. And I did notice that I could start to see like an an outline, but it was just like almost like a glow. Mm -hmm. So the wall seemed a little bit lighter. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that's just an optical illusion. Okay. Like, I'm pretty sure that's just literally something that your eyes do. And if you look at anything that is darker than the wall, even if it doesn't have an aura like a shirt or a rock, you'll still see that that outline. But I could never see anything beyond that Okay. color-wise. So I was kind of like, well, I guess I'm just not somebody who can see auras. And so that was something that was kind of disappointing to me for a, for a long time. I can understand that. I'll get in later to how that doesn't really matter anymore because I, I'm basically good at everything. <laughs> <laughs> Such as humility. Right. <laughs> What about you? Uh, well, as like everything, who knows when I first learned about auras? Um, I, I'm sure I probably first learned about them learning about the 60s and hippies because I oh, just sure. what I think about. But my first kind of like interesting experience with auras, I was in a teen theater group mm-hmm. in high school and we had a um, a retreat out in nature where we stayed for a weekend. It was lovely. It was very exciting. And one of the women, young women, girls, I guess you could Mm -hmm. say girls, she was a teenager, and she could see auras. And so we made her look at all of our auras. (laughs) All the time. Like she was, you know, a a toy that we were, you know, turning on or something. (laughs) She was like your magic eight ball, but Tell me what my aura is. (laughs) So she did. Mine was green, by Mm. the way, at the time. And we were out in nature. And she's just like, you're really happy to be out here in nature. But she got really tired. Like the poor thing. Like she just got really exhausted because there was like 20 of us. And we all wanted this aura attention. So <laughs> anyway, but well, I think about that sometimes. You know, that's why you don't tell people that you can see auras. She probably learned that lesson. Yeah. <laughs> like You just, you don't tell people at a retreat, like, oh, hey, I brought my tarot cards. <laughs> Who wants a reading? Because literally everybody wants everybody. a reading. <laughs> well, we still say this like we never bugged her, at least as a group after that. She was so tired. That was yeah. also kind of a good lesson for me about like psychic energy energy too and how you sure. get drained. So yeah. another episode for that. <laughs> anyway, that's my experience. That well, no, that's that was my first experience. Oh, right. My first major experience. I've had many experiences since then. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first one. Okay, so let's start to kind of get into the the deeper levels of yes. what the aura is. Yes. And what it means and why it matters. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. So I think it's really important to talk about the fact that there are supposedly, and I believe this myself, but there are supposedly seven layers yeah. to your aura. And so each layer corresponds with one of your chakras. So listen to our chakra episode. Yes. If you yep. haven't listened to that episode, I would recommend listening to that one first, just so you have the basic yes. information about it. But, you know, the the aura that is closest to your physical body uh, relates to your root chakra, the one that's at your tailbone. I didn't say perineum, your perineum. that time. <laughs> 
And then... You should just say taint. I like the way that perineum rolls off the tongue. I know. Like, if it didn't mean what it meant, it's like, oh, I could imagine having a daughter named perineum. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe someday. (laughs) No, No. thank you. (laughs) No. (laughs) Anyway, so yes, the root chakra is down there. Right. And then each layer corresponds with the next layer up or with the next mm-hmm. chakra up. And your seventh auric body or your seventh auric layer corresponds with your crown chakra, which is at the top of your head. And so the meanings of those different layers are quite enmeshed with the meanings of the chakras. Yes, agreed. And they also, so a lot of my knowledge about the different layers of the aura comes from Barbara Brennan. She's got a school of healing in Florida, and she's got books out. And I really recommend her book, Hands of Light. I actually was turned on to it when I was on my like Peruvian adventure. It was the San Francisco shaman who told me about it. So it's very woo official. (laughs) And anyway, in it, it's got some great diagrams about the different layers of of the aura. And they alternate too, according to her. And she actually got to the point where she could see them. Between like a structured version and then kind of a cloudy or I don't know. The cloudy is going to be the word I'm going to stick with. Like not structured. Uh, I'll link to the book, that Hands of Light book, because it also teaches you about how to work with the aura. And so, yes. And the other thing I really learned from that book, too, is that we talk about seven layers and they start the layer one that's associated with your root chakra is the one closest to your body. And then they kind of are like onion skins keeping on going outward until your yes. seventh. Yeah. Um, and something that I think was really kind of cool when I was in acupuncture school, one of my professors talked about the seven po hmm. in Chinese medicine, which it's like... The part of your spirit that does not move on with you when you die. Okay. And that there's seven layers of the Po and that they correspond really with the seven chakras. Wow. And that there are certain meridians. So that's places where yeah. chi or energy moves throughout your body. There are certain meridians that actually kind of connect your body physically with the seven Po or the, the seven auric layers. And that kind of blew my mind yeah. in grad school. I was like, whoa, this isn't just, you know, one tradition or another tradition. Yeah. There's lots of different traditions that have similar concepts. Well, you're blowing my mind now. Yeah. Well, I will admit, I don't like in my everyday life where I think about my aura or my energy field and I fill in with colors and we can talk about that. But I don't really often think about my seven layers. It's not like... My seven-layer dip of an aura. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I believe it's there, but I'm like, you do you. Yeah. You do me, I I guess, really. (laughs) I have to say, like, clearly whoever invented the seven-layer dip was tapped into something deeper. Clearly. This was inspired (laughs) by the universe. This is like, they were trying to give a message like, this is your energy body. Sour cream. (laughs) Cheese. Guacamole. Get the message, person. (laughs) But instead, they were just like, this is real good with chips. It was inspiration. So yummy. I want some right now. <laughs> I do too, and there's like nothing in that that I can eat. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but yeah, I want to go back to kind of one of the things that you talked about too, or that you mentioned, which is the idea of it not going with you when you die. The mm-hmm. war not go. And this is one thing that I think is kind of interesting because. You know, when I think of death, and I think when most people think of death, we just think of our body and our body zips out. And I mean, we zip out of our body. (laughs) I don't know what's happening if your body zips out. I guess Jillian's body is going to be a zombie and her spirit is going to be a ghost. (laughs) Grim Reaper. (laughs) We did talk about that. I've got a whole plan. Um, So maybe my body will zip me out. Yeah. So that's one of the things I still try to kind of get my mind around. It's like, okay, I've got my body. And I've got my aura, and I've got my soul, and I've got like my higher self. It's like four different things all in Mm -hmm. one package in this life, but 
I am not going to take all of them with me. Eventually, I'm just going to be a soul, according to my belief system. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of interesting, like you bring your, or sorry, your your soul and your, see, I can't even get it all straight. It's confusing. I wonder if there are even seven layers to that, right? Like your body and your aura and your soul and your higher self. Well, if you want to get real into like Taoism and Chinese medicine, which I don't because I am not a Taoist, but there are five spirits that are in Chinese medicine. And I don't know that they correspond with all those particular things. But so I mean, that whole idea that your aura doesn't go with you kind of is solidified with the fact that your aura is part of your physical body. And so like, also, when we talked about in our energy sucking and shoving episode, where you talk about what happens in your energy, Energy body affects mm-hmm. your physical body. Yes. And that's the auras or the aura. That's the aura at work, people. That's what the aura is doing. It's sticking in information and making shit happen on your body. Yeah. And, you know, I, something I think that's really interesting is you store, you can store trauma in your auras. Yeah. In your aura. And depending on what layer of your aura it is stored in, it's going to affect your physical body in different yes. ways. Yeah. And I, because there is one of those layers that like particularly can shape your shape of your body. So sometimes I think like if I want to lose weight, I should just reach out and reshape that layer of my aura. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it hasn't worked yet, but I also haven't tried really hard. Which layer is it? I think it's your third layer. Okay. It's not any of the seven layer dip. <laughs> I don't know which layer on the dip. And maybe it's the beans. I don't know. I think the beans are the only one that might help you lose weight. <laughs> That's why it would be the beans. I think what a lot of people really do want to talk about or want to know about is seeing auras. Yes. That's the hot topic, isn't it? it it's always the hot thing. It's because that's the thing that they can where it's like, oh, that tells me about who I am and blah, blah, blah. Or about other people. Like you think, right. like, oh, then I'll be able to figure people out if I can yes. see their auras. <laughs> but the truth is, like, I think, I shouldn't say the truth is, I think that <laughs> you can on some level read people's auras. Yes. And even though your conscious mind doesn't see it, you're picking up that information. Agreed. Um, totally, completely. Well, and I also think that People's auras change constantly. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing that I always think is kind of funny when it's just like, well, yeah, like I can see your aura or like the woman who saw my aura that you're it's green. Well, it's not like it's always green. Right. Right. Well, And, and here's why, because when we say you can see people's auras, we're usually talking about seeing the second layer of the mm-hmm. aura. When you start to work on looking at auras, because I've done that too. You usually see the first layer first. Mm -hmm. And the first layer is usually like yellow or blue. I can't remember which. So if you like look at your hand against a white wall, like Rosalie was saying, and that's usually what you can kind of see around. And you can see it around plants too. I've been able to see it. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, it could be just your eyes, you know, I don't know. But then maybe... Your eyes see that because they're picking up on the aura. I don't know. Yeah, that could be it. We don't have all the answers. (laughs) What? But we do have (laughs) stories about it. (laughs) So usually when people can see auras, they're seeing to the second layer. And the Mm -hmm. second layer, again, as Rosalie mentioned earlier, it's associated with your second chakra. And what did we learn about your second chakra? That's your emotional one. Sex. Oh, sorry. Yeah, maybe sexy (laughs) is sexy time too. But it's also your emotional one. <laughs> Don't worry, like, if people can see your auras, they, well, they do actually probably know if you're ready for a sexy time, too. <laughs> but usually it's your emotions. Right. So, like, you know, when you see somebody, like, for example, I read about or hear about somebody who's a teacher, you're watching them when they're teaching. They're going to see like yellow in their aura because yellow is kind of a color associated with mental thought and teaching, that sort of stuff. Or like healers, you'll probably see a blue or a green depending Mm -hmm. on the kind of healing that they do. And when people are doing like super spiritual stuff, you're more likely to see like a purple or Mm -hmm. maybe an indigo. Exactly. So yeah, let's get into the colors. Let's do that. Okay. The thing I want to say about colors when it comes to your auras is you can use color right? You can use color to help 
shift your aura and also like shift your mood. One of the things that I like to do, and this is part of my energy work, is I like to imagine a big ball of light above my head. And then I fill it up with a particular color. Mm. And then I fill up my aura, my energy sphere with that particular color. So if I want to feel powerful, for me, I fill up with red. So like, I was doing some public speaking, and I was really nervous. I filled up with red and it was crazy because all of a sudden I just felt much more confident and less nervous. Um, But maybe sometimes I want to calm down or maybe sometimes I want to be more energetic. But one way that I use it a lot too, and here's a tip for you, Rosalie, if you want it. Okay. I I don't have any problems falling asleep. It's one of my superpowers. But (laughs) sometimes I do. And what I do is I actually... As I'm laying there, I color my body in like red first, and then I color it in orange. And and at one point, it's going to feel like, oh, this is, you know, one point, it's going to feel like, yeah, this is about where I'm at, right? Mm -hmm. Like, maybe I'll get to yellow, because usually my mind's really active. And that's why I need to do this. Mm -hmm. And then I'll color myself into green. And then I'll color myself into blue, and then maybe even a dark blue Mm -hmm. to help me kind of calm my body down and get ready for sleep. I usually don't go to purple because purple has red in it. And so that might energize me a little bit more. Oh, sure. Well, and, and when you go to purple, you're going in back into like spiritual realms. Yeah. And that sometimes can interfere with sleep. That's true. Unless you're deliberately trying to have like psychic dreams. That might be a good way to maybe bring that in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've never tried it. That's a thought. I have a book to talk about because we can't go into everything about all of the colors and all the magical things that can do to your aura. But I do have this great book. As I re- as I started reading it, if I remember correctly, I think I remember the part of it being a, the first part of it being a little odd. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't I don't know if I'm not remembering it well. But just I'm saying, if you read this book in the beginning part of it's a little odd. Don't blame me. Just keep going. It's still a good book. Um, <laughs> it's called Change Your Aura, Change Your Life. Yes. And it's all about like colors, using different colors to change your aura and change your life. I'm just repeating the title back (laughs) to you. You're welcome. But it's got pictures in there. You know, here's a here's a sad little lady. And then she becomes a happy, happy lady. (laughs) Um, Jillian, I just want to remind you that our listeners can't see you. I know, but I can, I'm showing it to you. This, this woman in the picture, she's very sad, frowny face with her head down. And she's got gray clouds in her head area and her chakras are just gray. And then later on, she's got like twinkling lights over her head and just lit up in beautiful colors so you can improve your personal affairs and your all sorts of things she this woman got a little crazy with whatever image software she was using to make this (laughs) i think but it's still a very good book i still recommend it and we'll link to it in our show notes awesome i might have to check that out it's a good book okay so we have some really Cool listener questions. We love our listener questions. We really love their questions. We love those questions. (laughs) And so if you would like to send us your questions, we would love it if you would. Every Wednesday before we record, so we record every other week. So every other Wednesday, we post on Facebook and Instagram asking for your questions about whatever our upcoming topic is. So follow us on Facebook and or Instagram. Or if you have a question that you're hoping we'll cover at some point, just email us at shitmysoulsays at gmail.com. Do it. And you can also submit a question via our, I think we've got a form on our website. I think so. Shitmysoulsayspodcast.com. Yeah. Check it out. All right. Let's get to the questions. I'm ready. So the first question was specifically directed at me oh. by someone that I know. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to answer it too, though. I hope they don't mind. Please discuss the benefits of aura fluffing with friends. Oh. <laughs> We've talked about this sometimes off the episode. Yeah, off about, the air. About fluffing, getting your aura fluffed, being a fluffer. Yeah, we have. (laughs) So I guess first, what is aura fluffing? It helps if you're physically present and you put your hands in the person's aura with their consent, of course. So getting your hands close to the person's body, but not actually touching it. And then you literally 
pretend like you're fluffing, mm. like I like it. I don't know, yarn or cotton balls or something. You know, just like making something fluffy. So you kind of it's like you're grabbing it and letting it go, and just imagine it just poofing up a little bit. Mm-hmm. You get all over. You can also do it to yourself. I'm kind of doing it to myself right now, and it's, it's like true. oh, you can do it to yourself. I do it sometimes to my head when I feel like I've got like a lot of weird thoughts or weird energy. I, I clean it away. Yeah, so it kind of does. It cleanses stuff out a little bit, but it also just makes you feel kind of good. Mm-hmm. You know, like when somebody scratches your back, it just it's nice. Yes. But it's it's a different kind of nice. It's hard for me to describe precisely. But that my friend who posted that question, we fluffed each other's auras, and you know, it was a group of women, and we were all just in fits and giggles by the end of it. <laughs> Well, I did do something like when I would do energy healing, too, I would do something kind of like that as well. Because mm-hmm. also, in a lot of the stuff that I've read, you've got these, like the sad little woman in the book, you've got these like gray clouds sometimes mm-hmm. in your in your aura, right? Maybe it's somebody yeah. else's energy that's come in, or maybe your own negative thoughts or emotions that have kind of like exploded into your energy field. And so it's nice to kind of like fluff those out just yes. fluff and buff fluff and buff <laughs> fluff and buff <laughs> fluff and buff i'm doing it now second chakra here we go Ooh. should you be fluffing and buffing your second <laughs> second chakra on the air that's inappropriate i'm just focusing on the emotional <laughs> side of things right now uh-huh creativity <laughs> we're being creative we are i'm not being sexual it's fine so that's aura fluffing do it now that you if you get your if you get your vaccine or you know, whatever. Or in your pod. You're in your pod. Fluff fluff that shit up. Just give it a <laughs> shot. So another question we had, which is like the big question, as we said earlier, is how can I learn to see auras? So we talked upon that earlier, right? We talked about standing mm-hmm. in front of a white wall and just like softening your eyes to try to see things. And that's one of the ways that you can really get in to see auras. But as we talked about in our psychic shit episode, people have different ways of being intuitive. And yes, visual psychicness gets all the attention. Mm-hmm. But you know what? A lot of people aren't visually psychic or that takes a little bit longer to develop. Like I'm not. I'm not a psychic. I'm visual. I can't. I'm not going to see ghosts. I'm not going to see auras. I'm not going to see shit but you can feel it so i took this i mentioned earlier the barbara brennan hands of light book well barbara brennan also they the school did a workshop that i went to a a three-day workshop which was really great and we learned about the seven layers of the aura the seven layer dip aura and one thing that we did because we did a lot of different exercises to start sensing energy and then we could feel the layers of the aura. So we, mm. it was really cool. So like one person would sit there and you would just see like where you could feel where things would shift. And there, as you were tuned into feeling energy, you could feel a shift in density and you could be like, oh, okay, this is right here. And it's not like, you know, I said earlier, it's like an onion skin. It's not like it's like bam, 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 bam. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a layer and then maybe a, a, a couple inches Later is the next one, but then maybe a couple feet later is the next level. And right. so that's one thing too. If you really work on feeling energy with your hands, mm-hmm. you can start to sense, start to feel auras as well and see kind of what information you get from that. Of note, if you don't have like energy healing training that you can go to, if you can take Tai Chi. Yes. Tai Chi is a great way to start sensing and feeling energy. That's how I first started feeling and sensing mm-hmm. energy. Highly recommended. I've never tried physically feeling somebody's aura. For me, there's more of a knowing. Mm-hmm. And so I normally don't think about it. But every once in a while, a particular friend of mine will be like, oh, hey, what color is my aura? I'll just be like, blah, it's blue or whatever. And it's it's not like, oh, I'm seeing Mm-hmm. a specific color it's that i just have this knowledge like oh boom i know what color your aura is yeah and i don't think that it, i would need to be next to somebody to know that and i would i would say like oh jillian your aura is green but you have that light behind you because <laughs> now your light is blue <laughs> what colors my aura rosalie tell me it's constantly changing just like me yeah <laughs> So our next question, Jillian, is aura photography 
real. (laughs) (laughs) So ahead of time, I did email you and said, Mm -hmm. have you experienced this before? And you were like, (laughs) fuck no, I haven't spent my money doing this bullshit. That's almost verbatim what I said. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, oh, I did it. (laughs) I so did it. But only recently, because I also always thought like, that is total crap or a photography. But I went to a better physical fair and I was in the mood to sp- I have a friend that whenever I'm with her I spend a lot of money and she was with <laughs> me and I was like I'm gonna go to get my or photographed does she also spend a lot of money yes she does okay, okay. so I'm probably in her aura her like yeah. spending money aura <laughs> I don't know And uh, anyway, the woman who ran the booth was a a lovely woman. You could tell she was trying a different, like a few different things. She was kind of trying to figure out her little woo world. So Mm -hmm. I wanted, I was happy to support her. And she took my picture. And I mean, it was, it was fine. I got a whole readout. I emailed it to you. Did you look at it? I did. It was 13 pages. I didn't read the whole thing. No, I didn't (laughs) read the whole thing. It was about me. But according to that, I had a blue aura, which is, of course, what you want to hear, because that's like, oh, you're a healer and you're <laughs> spiritual and all of this. But when you looked at it, too, it also told you how my how my chakras were doing. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the hints about whether or not this is because at first I was like, well, maybe this is like this is very nice. I mean, we all want to think nice things that were these spiritually evolved people. But like when you look at the chakra breakdown, it was just like, oh, my throat chakra was was low. Yeah. <laughs> Never. <laughs> My throat chakra is never low. No. <laughs> so, but what did you think from the from the whole readout of it? I mean, I still wouldn't spend money on it, I don't think. And I'm sure that some of the people who do those photography, the aura photography, truly believe that they're Absolutely. capturing somebody's aura. I've also encountered people who were just trying to make a quick buck. Yes, absolutely. So they are, they definitely give it a bad name. Mm-hmm. I, I think it would be really interesting to do an experiment. Yes. You know, have somebody who can tell what your aura is. And, you know, you're like, okay, it's let I'm going to make my aura as red as I can. And you do the color work to make yeah, your aura red. And then have, interesting. have somebody who can see or sense your aura in some way and be, have them confirm like, yeah, it's really red. And then see what happens with the photography and then change it up. Try it again. But you have to pay for it every time. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> true. Unless you got an in with somebody who's a photographer, I guess. Which, I mean... Because it's, it's like special equipment. Yeah, I guess so. When she had it have special software, it was on her computer. It yeah. It was a whole thing. I don't know. The other thing about that is the color that is present. Like you said, it's the second layer mm-hmm. and it's so ephemeral. Yeah. It can change depending on what your mood is. It can change from moment to moment. It's not like, oh, Jillian, exactly. your aura is blue Now, it's blue forever. That is not at all how it is. Exactly. So it's like, do you want to pay money just to have somebody tell you you're happy right now? (laughs) (laughs) Or you're feeling really angry because you're paying money for this. (laughs) Whatever it might be. For me, it doesn't seem worth it because it's like, well, I mean, I could get a mood ring and it would tell me (laughs) accurately (laughs) i think you know i kind of put it in the same category of as like gambling for me like gambling Mm -hmm. is something like if i'm willing to let go of the money yeah and just spend it on an experience and that's Mm -hmm. what it was for me like it didn't need to be real i spend it on the experience sure all right all right i feel like we're just moving along today we are just it's because we called in fire boom 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 I'm doing a fire dance now, but like, don't catch the house on fire. Don't, don't forget catch, the water. Don't <laughs> catch the house on fire. Don't forget the water. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have our own, like, we'll have to have an album at some point. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be top of the charts. Oh, yeah. Top of the, I don't know what. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> Okay, it'll be somewhere. 
let's uh, talk a little bit about what our listeners can do or how they can work with their auras. Yeah, I like it because, you know what, it's one thing to not be able to see auras like, you know, no big deal if you can't see them. But your aura is part of your body. And so it's good to know how to use it and how to move it and how to interact with it. Absolutely. Jillian, you already talked a little bit about changing the color of your aura, mm-hmm. but you can also change the size of your aura. Yes, you can. So you can just imagine a ball of light in whatever color you're imagining, and you just imagine it shrinking and mm-hmm. coming into your body. Yeah, come really close to your body, right? And it just it minimizes your aura which can be really helpful if you're in an awkward situation or a big crowd. Mm -hmm. It makes you less noticeable to other people. Mm -hmm. It's protective too. It's it's you, right? You're bringing yourself into yourself. Yes. And we all have like a personal space bubble where you're comfortable having people a certain distance from you. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times that personal space bubble is literally the size of your aura. Yeah. And so if you suck that aura in, it makes your personal space bubble smaller Mm -hmm. so that you can be more comfortable in crowded spaces. So I took an energy class or meditation class where we did this, where we brought our aura in and we put it all the way out. And I will tell you, when I brought it in, it was kind of uncomfortable for me. Mm -hmm. It was like, there's a lot of Jillian right up close in here (laughs) in the space. That doesn't surprise me. You're a very big personality. I'm a big... People think I'm taller than I am. That doesn't surprise me either. Because of that personality. It's that Mm -hmm. aura out there. (laughs) And if you want to be like Jillian... (laughs) And have a big aura... You can push it out. Yes. You can expand it, like, to the room. You can expand it to the other side of the street. (laughs) So that's something, if you want to get noticed, make your aura bigger. Mm -hmm. Make it sparkly. Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine pushing my aura all the way out to the street. That sounds really uncomfortable to me. (laughs) (laughs) But that's part of that we did in that practice is we made it really big. And for some people, that was really uncomfortable. Yeah. What I found for me is that there's like a certain range where I'm comfortable maintaining my aura. Mm -hmm. And outside of that range, it starts to become more difficult to maintain it and requires more concentration. So, yeah, the thing that kind of popped into my head, too, is it's like it's like a soap bubble, right? If you're Mm -hmm. trying to think about how do I how do I think about this? But you can also think about it like... Glinda, the good witch from the Wizard of Oz. Remember how she came down in a like a soap bubble? Like that was her aura. Yeah. Although there, it's usually not quite so round. But that's what you can imagine. You can imagine your little Glinda soap bubble and you can push it out and you can bring it in mm-hmm. and it can be protective. So you can put a little nice little layer on your aura to like just be like, keep out people. I don't need your bullshit. Only my bullshit's allowed in here. <laughs> And speaking of bullshit, (laughs) you can also cleanse your aura. Yes. Which is something that is really helpful because as you're dealing with your emotions throughout the day, if you have difficult emotions, if life is stressful, or if somebody else is mad at you and yelling at you or putting their shit on you, that kind of collects on your aura mm-hmm. and it does filter to you. Mm-hmm. Or even your own negative thoughts because you're yeah. – because th- thoughts become real too. So you're putting all that negative thought energy into your field. Yeah. So you can literally cleanse it. So you can physically – like we were talking with fluffing the auras. You can physically take mm-hmm. off the dirty bits if you feel that. I love doing that. You can wash it off in the shower. Yes. That's like also a great way too. Just imagine and the water's cleansing your aura. Yeah. One of the ones that you made me think about is I like to imagine this grounding cord, right? And a magnet at the center of the earth. And then I like to turn all of those little bits in my aura into metal, little metal filings. And then I have, then I turn on the magnet and it just goes down (laughs) into the ground. It feels good. I was like, oh, I like that. It feels good. I like it. So the idea here is really what it comes down to, it's your will and your intention. It yes. doesn't have to, you know, I think when I first started learning about it, it's like, oh, I have to do it this way. I have to imagine a white light and I have to imagine myself as a tree and I have to do all these things. You don't have to do shit. You, <laughs> you can do whatever works for you. You can have fun with it. It can be silly. Play around. Have Play around with fun. it. fun. Yes. Have fun. I mean, that's honestly the best advice about all of this is just have fun. 
Done. We've got all the rest <laughs> of the episodes taken care of. Have fun. <laughs> Ghost shit, have fun. <laughs> Whatever. So one other thing that I thought was really cool, my friend Emily Carlin, who I mentioned in the ghost episode, she did a workshop that I was part of where she was talking about some various um, self-defense, like psychic self-defense techniques. And one of them was camouflaging your aura. Mm. And so the idea was, you know, you can make your aura any color you want. You could make it blend in with the background. Mm. And so if you're in a forest, you know, make it look like the forest. If you're in a city, you could make it look like a city. You could make your aura match the auras of the people around you if you feel like you're an outsider and mm. you feel uncomfortable about that. You can kind of just whatever seems to feel right, you can use that to blend mm. or to hide. The The big thing is anytime you do something camouflagey or invisibility like you want to make sure that you're extra super careful when you're doing things like crossing the street because if you can't be seen cars won't see you drive well cars cars can't see uh but drivers won't see you (laughs) (laughs) i really like that i wonder how much i do that with people because sometimes like i said my friend i spend a lot of money when i'm with her right right well i think that's that's like mirroring people's Mm -hmm. auras and that's something that you know, some people do just automatically yeah, as part of like a way to ingratiate themselves. Yeah. And sometimes I think that there are people who have really, really strong auras that just kind of affect your own aura. Yeah. So that might be what's going on with your money friend. I don't know. Mm. Oh, but one that also kind of came to mind too when you talked about showering. So it's mm-hmm. really great also practice to just take care of your aura in the morning. So go and take a shower. And clean your aura when you're in the shower. Easy peasy. And then when you go and you get dressed, you can dress your aura. Mm. So you can think about like, you can either like literally, sometimes I'll do that. Sometimes I'll be like, I need to feel power. A lot of people do this. This isn't unique. Um, (laughs) I'm not special. Um, But like, I want to feel powerful today. So I'm going to wear a red top, right? Well, you can Mm -hmm. also just wear red in your aura. You can dress your aura. Yeah. Without actually having to wear the physical clothing. But it is interesting if you pay attention to the clothes that you're tempted to wear that day, that might tell you a little bit about what's going on with your aura too. Totally. So that's a lot of, I think that was a lot of juicy tidbits about the aura. Um, Like I said, I'm going to link to the couple of books because there are so much that you can learn about the layers and what different things mean and what things look like and how to handle issues and We can't cover it all, but hopefully we covered enough to give you a little tasty tidbit. Yeah, see if it's something that intrigues you enough to do some more research on your own. All right, well, Jillian, I do believe it is tarot time. We are such nerds. So I went ahead and pulled from the adorable cat tarot. I was so close to pulling from the I cat was wondering, tarot I thought today. this would be really funny if Rosalie also pulled from the cat tarot. Her and I both have it. We both got it as gifts from friends. <laughs> so I went ahead and pulled it. And I'll describe the picture. I got the Knight of Pentacles. And it's this gray cat. He's looking up at the person that's holding the card, I guess. He is sitting at the table and his person is there eating a bowl of cereal. And apparently the cat wants some cereal. I don't know why my cats never want cereal. I want cereal. Thanks for that. I want cereal and some layer tip. (laughs) My cats don't want either of those things. Um, But anyway, that's the card. And this is what it says. Knight of Pentacles. The knight represents, and I have to read this because it's the cat tarot and there's like a little cat thing in here. Okay. (laughs) The knight represents the ideal mastery of attaining rewards and possessions. You can see the bowl of cereal. You know exactly what you want, but there's hard work ahead to make it yours. Plan, set realistic goals. Success is yours with patience and persistence. Okay. So that's really interesting because Mm. the card that I got, I pulled from the light seer's tarot. I pulled the nine of pentacles. Can you see that? Yes. She's picking some apples. 
Yeah, or I mean, or wood chips or whatever. Something. She's picking something off <laughs> she's, of the tree. She's picking a pentacle, aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> so we both got pentacles. Yeah, we both got pentacles. And this one, I'll go ahead and read to you as well. Spiritual, material satisfaction, personal achievement, inner peace, milestones met and celebrated. The energy of a successful harvest. Contentment. I love it. It means work hard and get your money, honey. <laughs> exactly. And this, there's like another little blurb and it says, I enjoy the bliss and abundance that I have sown. Mm. So the night is... Doing the work. Yep. And the Nine of Pentacles is gathering the harvest. Yes. I don't know what that has to do with auras, quite frankly. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) when you listen to this episode, clearly this is a good time to manifest abundance. So Pentacles are all about earth and the physical world and money. Mm -hmm. So in your home as well, and just having lovely things around you, whatever abundance means for you. Yes. So and I did a little extra something for the tarot time. Because Yeah, because I have that chakra color deck. Oh, that's right. So I was like, well, I'm going to pull cards for our auras. Oh, yay! (laughs) What a nice little surprise treat you had in store for me, Rosalie. So, Jillian... I pulled purple. Oh, nice. Dreams. Dreams. Specifically dreams. Mm. Because each of the cards represents an aspect of that color. Okay. And I also pulled purple for me. Oh. And mine is psychic abilities. Oh, I like it. I do have a lot of dreams. And you want to know what? I talk to my dad every night and he and I share our dreams with each other. Yeah. That's so so sweet. It's a hot topic. (laughs) But anyway, I just thought that was funny that like we got practically the exact same shade of purple. That's really nice. I like that. Yeah. So, okay. On that note. On that note. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Yes, thank you. We appreciate you so, so very much. And if you appreciate us, please subscribe, rate, and review us. And if you found this episode helpful and you think somebody else could benefit from it, share it with them. Let them know. They want to know about how to see auras too. Yeah. And if you feel so compelled... Please consider giving us a small contribution on our Kofi page. That's ko-fi.com slash shit my soul says. We really appreciate it. It helps make everything work around here. All of the podcasty stuff takes yes. time and money. And after all, we got these tarot cards. They're all about pentacles. So this is a good time to share abundance as well. Absolutely. And go and visit our website, shitmysoulsayspodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our newsletter and get our new episodes delivered to you. We also do a blog post on the off weeks where we try to give announcements or dig deeper into some of the topics. Um, So there's some good juicy stuff there that you want to sign up for. Okay. Well, thanks again, everybody. And Do your woo. Yes, do your woo. And tell us, what shit does your soul say? What shit does your soul say? Bye. Bye.